0: As we fade in from dark, we see the storm that's been raging through the night has picked up in intensity. Lightning crackles across the sky in beautiful, brilliant rainbow colors that sort of lights Alkastar up in this deep neon paintbrush. And walking through the raindrops and the click clack of the gears in the city is our outlaws. Bloodied, bruised, beaten but alive as they stumble in towards a nondescript tavern with nothing but a sign of a barrel and a gun full of bullet holes hanging in the night. And their sort of somber, broken, beaten faces are met with the opening of the doors and a loud, rambunctious crowd. Piano music's playing, people are singing and dancing. Whiskey is flowing. People are literally running around the bar, caught on fire from drinks. You're home at the Barrel and Bullet Saloon.
1: I just say, I really love the impression of unconscious reficule that Richard is doing right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just so has an epilepsy.
0: He just fell asleep.
1: Oh, oh shit. Back. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> so, who? I, I gotta refresh my memory. I think the only people that are conscious are Anita and Hal, and Wybert who's sort of carrying Saruk the the bar you guys kind of stumble in a couple of people give you looks I think Urshap's one of the first one that comes over and sees you sort of like carrying Reficul so Urshap will like kind of come over and try to help release some of the the weight off of you and help you with Reficul and
2: sort of be like Urshal away and I look to Anita oh all right Miss Mendoza or should I take him to your workshop so you can fix them? I mean.
3: No, upstairs post- where my dad is. He, sh- he, sh- okay. he should be able to help him and I. All
2: right. What about this? What about Saruk?
3: Saruk as well.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, you got to push your way sort of through the crowded tavern and bars. I think a couple of people like kind of stumble into your way and like look up, and that serious look on your face is enough to sort of. Part most of the crowd out of your way and you're able to get towards the back where the staircase up to your rooms are um, you catch a sort of like the one eyes that sort of sidelong glance as you're coming through with a semi, but mostly concerned look on their face is uh, Phoebe who watches you kind of come in looking really haggard um, but she's currently tending to some business over at the bar so she doesn't come over to you but you can see her kind of give you like a one eyebrow raised sort of look and a half-shrug, wondering what's going on. She nods as you give her the gesture. And uh, you're able to drag uh, Ruffy upstairs towards the room where you kind of have set your father up. And Saruk, yeah. Wybert's just sort of behind. I think if you push Urshap away from Ruffy, Urshap will go and try to help Wybert with Saruk because Wybert's probably steaming quite a bit, Sparks shooting out, carrying Saruk. (laughs) And yeah, you're able to get sort of um, up into the room. And as you open your room to where, you know, you like last left your father, you see that like the room is completely dark and right by the window, there's like a chair and your father is just sitting there kind of idly staring out, watching the sort of like rainbow lightning fill the sky over the, over Alchemstir.
3: Kojak, Kojak. Yes. He just kind of
0: spins and looks.
3: I need your help. It, it's Ruffy and and Saruk. I can't. I can't do this myself. I could grab you supplies. You and I could work on it together.
0: Grab right my bag right there. Uh, it's like, almost like watching him in this moment. It was a little weird. He was sitting here in the dark, staring out a window, like kind of. I don't want to say catatonic, kind of but very much distant. And the minute you bring him Ruffy, and you see this injured man immediately like sort of snaps right back into routine and he he's like immediately like you have been before like you've assisted him many times on these sort of house calls and he uh quickly like tells you to get the bag you know he asks you to hit the lights um and Kojak falls back into the father that you once were quite close with. And I think shortly after that, like uh Sir Rug also is kind of dragged in refi's laid out on the bed doctor bag open um but there's no space for refi here in this room you could throw him on the floor or
3: oh uh, if there's no space we can move him to his own room and then do it there
0: actually i lied there's two beds per room here so you could throw refi on the other bed sorry so work on the other bed yeah and, and so yeah uh you know he's basically he he's Immediately, like, sort of uh, rips off, like, Ruffy's shirt, like, down the middle. Like, the buttons fly open. It's blood everywhere. Uh, his holster's still kind of there on his belt. So, Kojak sort of, like, immediately, like, unbuckles the belt and the holster and throws it over the corner of the bed. And you see it hanging there, covered in blood. And the pistol is just empty. It's just an empty holster sitting there on the end of the bed. And, you know, he's barking orders and immediately begins sort of, like, treating wounds on on Reficule. So Hal, you're sort of sitting there watching this unfold. Anita, Kojak, tending to uh, Reficule and potentially a uh, Saruk in a minute. What is Hal doing watching this sort of unfold?
2: Once they start to get busy, Hal's out of his league. He has no real idea, but I think he'll watch for a little while and see what they do to get everything stopped. Um, the blood stop bleeding and, and, you know, put pressure on it so he can better learn or remember how to do the first aid action next time. And he's going to, uh, once they get that done, he's going to quietly let himself out of the room and close the door behind him and prop himself up against the wall and watch what's going on down in the common room and make sure that the friends of his aren't disturbed.
0: So, yeah, uh, Kojak is, you know, the the main thing he has to do is he has to get some antitoxin out of his his bag and sort of if we can stem the poison, then it'll help stabilize them and bring them back to us. Remarking, you know,
1: it's amazing. How
3: are they not
0: dead? This is beyond what a mortal should
3: take. I don't know. They die hard. Kojak, they really (laughs) do.
0: Do you remember when we found this one? As he, like, is literally stitching up, like, open wounds in Ruffy's, like, chest.
3: Mm-hmm. He actually missed it. He had a whole monologue and everything before he died.
0: He stops for a second and kind of looks up. Switches over to, like, making sure, like, Saruku's looking pretty stabilized. Um, and Kojak just stops for a moment and just seriously looks at you Anita, and he says, is everything safe,
4: honey?
3: I mean... what What's going on with you lately? Everything? Well... No, it's not safe. We're... We're tasked by... People that are more powerful... Than... Anyone else that I've ever met. And... I feel that we're trapped into doing... Their bidding. And until they're satisfied with that... We'll be putting ourselves in these situations. I didn't kill anyone, though. Not today, not tonight.
0: In fact, you might have helped save your friend, and he kind of looks over to like where you sort of had done like a treat wounds and saved. Was it... I think you did your treat wounds on the Rook, right?
3: Both, yeah.
0: Both. You did do stabilize both, yeah. So he sees signatures of what he taught you. You know, he sort of... Uh, Gives you like, kind of pulls you in for a hug as he sees you breaking down a little bit. Gives you a nice hug and just whispers and says, "It's up to us to keep those we love safe." I'm,
3: am really doing my best. I almost lost a lot just, it's just tonight, and I don't know how to handle it. So, well, I'm gonna help you fix them, and then I will fix Wybert, after yeah
0: sounds good like you know uh he, he just for a minute longer he just doesn't say anything he just gives you the hug that he's been wanting to give you for months that he hasn't been able to
3: yeah and Anita hugs back and then she doesn't necessarily cry but she just lays her head down more like in de- it's a it's a combination of relief and defeat and as long as her dad is willing to help support her up she'll let him so she'll just like you know put all her weight into that hug and let him support her for as long as he could and then when he when she feels that he starts faltering that's when you know like she'll get back up and then continue on with the job
0: i think i think it's probably that moment is sort of interrupted as saruk in his sort of unconsciousness like coughs up and you see a little bit of like foam sort of trickling out the side of his mouth and you have to rush over to sort of siphon it out i think from there there's sort of a crossfade sort of thing like the camera kind of points towards the window and there's sort of that like crossfade from like night to day as we see the next morning the storm has passed there's no more rain still puddles in the street City's looking cleaner than it has in a while with a nice rainstorm to wash some of that grime off. But there's so much grime underneath it's not nearly as clean as it should be. We sort of wake up the next morning with everyone. I think uh, the, the camera pans to the bed and we can see that like uh, Reficule who has been so patiently laying there asleep for so long sort of like uh, one eye sort of cracks open and it's the uh, the Red eye of Refecule. And uh, as he you like wake up and sit up in bed, you look down, and you just see like stitches, still fresh bruising on you, you know, fresh gauze kind of taped to your body.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh.
0: Your eyes sort of like look around and you see like an old man sleeping in a chair by the window, Kojak sitting there drifted off to sleep doesn't seem to have heard you as you wake up and uh your eyes drift over and you see Saruk also lying there still unconscious from the previous night's adventure
4: Damn. Yeah. for a second there I thought it was all a dream still woke up at Kojak's place do I see Annie anywhere? Uh, you look around, and uh, there's no sign of Annie
0: or any sign of Weibert in the immediate room. I think the thing is, you like kind of do a quick glance around, uh, your eyes sort of catch uh, the edge of the bed, where there's sort of like this, this four-poster hol- thing, and your holster is kind of slung right over the side. And you see, in your bloodstained holster, an empty spot where your pistol should be.
4: Look at it for a moment. Look over it, Saruk. Look down, see my bruised and stitched up body. New wounds and plenty of old scars as well. Slashes, bullet holes, you name it. Pretty much underneath his shirt, just covered in scars. Oh, bloody hell. Thought I was dead. Usks, you are dead? Not yet. Hmm. Well, we can only be too
1: lucky.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Saruk is, you know, as you say, test, like, immediately, like, he's woken out of his slumber. And you, you see similar uh, Saruk sort of sitting there, you know, shirtless with some uh, gauze wounds and stitched up, like, you know, recovering from previous night's injuries as well.
4: What happened?
1: I will need to repair my armor. I will need to repair my shield. I... I don't remember much after the big snake. It was a blur. And then here we are. They
4: they must have made it out alive to bring us here though, right?
1: I presume. When last I remember, everyone we care about was still alive. And everyone we care about trying to find were still at large.
4: Wasn't expecting a damn snake.
1: Yeah. Yeah you can say that again
4: I mean the little monkey goblin I could have sh- had no problem you can shoot him but that damn snake was bigger than you
1: and that's saying something I it really is I wonder if maybe next time we should just talk less have the four of us yeah just get up on the roof and fire down. I don't think the snake could get to us and I hope they got the intel, and I hope we can get what we needed to from there. I feel like I may have put everyone in danger. I'm sorry.
4: So you want us to shoot first and then talk later?
1: Yeah.
4: I think I'm having a terrible influence on you.
1: I think the city is having a terrible influence. It has been months, and I have come thousands of miles, and I was not... I didn't come here to die to some lowly criminal's pet reptile. More mistakes.
4: Agreed. Oh.
1: Have you seen my gun anywhere? I presume it's glances around for where all of our collective shit we aren't wearing is. Well, there's your holster there. Did you drop it?
4: You know, assume I dropped everything when I, you know, died.
1: hmm yeah, that's. Let's go find Anita. She'll know.
4: All right. Uh, question: Am I wearing pants? Yes. Yeah, it's just just the shirt. Yeah. So I don't dress at all. I, whatever I'm wearing, and uh, I go. I first I search around the room, everywhere, Across the bed. Yeah. Yep. The You're bed. able
0: to find your hat. You're able to find your iPad you're able to find you know stuff that had been presumably fallen off your body but you know you start panicking after a few minutes when there's no sign of your uh, dueling pistol anywhere you find your your sort of cache of other weapons that you've been storing in here you know the shotguns mm-hmm. and the long rifles and things like that but no dueling pistol
4: well the eye patch would actually be in the alley still where I left it that's true you discarded it completely right mm-hmm okay I leave the hat, don't put anything on I toss I, I toss the guns Eyes are far too damn big And uh I look over at Kojak Think about waking him up for a moment but The old man still does surprisingly good work
1: Yeah I I see why he is a reputed In this part of the world
4: Second time he saved my life
1: Yeah I was hoping we don't have to find a third.
4: I mean, they must have brought it with them, right? I mean, it should, it should have been right near me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you fell on it or the snake fell on it and something broke and they needed to fix it. Who knows? I begins checking for potions. Shit, where am I? Oh, right. We used the wasps. <laughs> That's true.
0: We did use the wasps. You've been tending to these wasps for like the last four days.
4: They serve their purpose. They did. I need a drink. You need a drink.
1: I need a fucking drink. That's come on. Oh god.
0: Door opens. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely earlier than Ruffy is used to waking up, but and a later than Saruks is used to waking up. But then the door. You guys kind to open the door from your bedroom in, and you see sort of. Right outside in the hallway, very vigilantly on watch, like immediately, like turns and you see the brimmed hat kind of look up your way as Hal is sitting out there watching over your guys' room all night.
4: Good to see you alive, Hal.
1: And in one piece. Yeah, look, uh, look who's awake. How you feeling? (laughs) Bad.
2: Uh, Like you just slept? Sleep of the dead? Well... You were literally almost dead, but... Surprisingly, I've been worse.
4: I guess not surprisingly.
1: Yeah, not surprisingly.
4: (laughs) At least I don't think I have any broken bones this time, I think.
2: Oh, no, that rib's definitely cracked. Oh. Yeah, when I swung in there, that thing had you all wrapped up and was getting ready to chow down, tick off your head, and, well... Anita was running from person to person trying to, you know, do what she does and do what Kojak obviously taught her how to do. But seems like it worked their magic or not really magic because it doesn't work here, but you know what I mean.
1: Did you two manage to get the intel?
2: He reaches into his pocket and there's a dirty, wet piece of paper um, that basically has an address. There's nothing in my inventory for it, but, it's just a part of the what, journal or book, and I say, yeah. Sh- show me, Shinomi. Anyways, this is where they're at. Once you guys are ready to get going, we should we should take our I don't know ire, our frustrations, our dead ass bodies, and go over there and take care of business or find out, you know, what they know.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good to know these snake bite scars won't be just for the good looks. Let me go fix my shit and then I'll be ready. Carrying, like, Zerug mm. probably also is not wearing a shirt. And he was just like, here is a sad shield and a sad, <laughs> like, breastplate that has big fuck off snake puncture wounds through it.
4: Yeah.
0: I think, actually, I think your shield and your armor, all the stuff that, that was, like, broken, it's missing
2: right now in your immediate room. Just like Ruffy's uh, gun. I imagine I Anita's mean, probably in the workshop working on a robot.
1: And my shield and my breastplate that I definitely didn't just bring up and presumably have big fuck-off snake bites in them.
2: I don't know. She was carrying a bunch of stuff when she's out there. Or Wyber was carrying a bunch of stuff, so... I'll check there.
1: I'm going to drink enough alcohol to down a bull elephant and then I'm going to go check on her. If you need me, I will be at the bar. And...
4: Order me a drink. You got it. I thought that was a fever dream. You absolute madman. You swung down from
2: the roof. I mean, what is I going to do? It's going to eat you. And it was going to eat Saruk. And then it was going to eat Miss Mendoza. and Well, hell. You know, I couldn't leave you there. Just laying on the ground.
4: You see Ruffy for the first time with a big smile. And you see two sets of big
2: fangs in his teeth. I will reciprocate the big fang smile. And his <laughs> snout elongates a little bit.
1: Sarook leans I back mean, into the frame for a big tusk smile and <laughs> then <he's... Yeah. laughs>
2: there's I, I
0: need fan art of this awkward, like, yeah. tusk smile between all the characters. Like, you know, everyone's smiling, their tusk smile. Yeah. But, we uh, have a
4: theme here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, th- what happened with... I mean, I know that little... That little furball was going to the roof where you were, but... Did
2: he get away? No. He, uh, he tried to run away and uh, tried to throw him back in, but he was able to swing on the edge and climb back out and tried to punch me with this black powder stuff that he had on his knuckles. And I don't know. Whatever y'all did in there didn't work. So he tried to do something and he was pretty surprised when I picked him up and spun him around and threw him back in there at his own pet.
4: I think it's a safe to say that None of us would be standing here if it wasn't for you.
2: How? Oh, not really. Uh, Miss Mendoza deserves all credit. I mean, she was literally running from place to place and person to person, trying to keep you guys up and down and up and down and up and down. It was like, I mean, it literally looked like you riding a bowl. You know, she was going from one, standing up, leaning down, reaching out, tying you up. Well, not tying you up, but bandaging you up. So
4: got real skill that one more used to save people than to kill him i think as you're talking about
0: her the like the can kind of scene changes we hear you guys still talking but there's a shift and we see like anita who's like tons of, like it's like looking very sweaty like very like wet hair you know workshop going crazy there's like three coffee cups just sitting on the edge of the table completely empty And you can see, like, a sort of, like, coffee pot, like, steaming in the back and just hammering away. And we can see that she's, like, repairing Saruk's shield. The armor looks like it's hanging there, looking, like, magnificent. And Wybert is sort of standing around, like, bringing more cups of coffee to uh, Anita. She's been hard at work all night, I believe. So, what what do we see Anita sort of... What's she doing in this... The wake of this crazy night?
3: So, um... After Refi and Saruk have been stabilized, and she felt that they were okay, she would have left them with Kojak, and then immediately bring Wybert and then Saruk's armor and shield into the uh, into the station. She probably paused by the bar real quick, thinking if whether or not she'll grab a drink, but she knows that it won't do her any good because. If she drinks, she'll go to bed and she doesn't want to go to bed. She didn't want to go to bed that night, so she'll go straight to the workshop and just not sleep because she didn't want to sleep. So whoever comes in will see her still like the the blood stains from, from her own wounds, Saruk's wounds, Refuse's wounds, um, just grease, oil, everything. Even though Wybert is helping her out a little bit, he's not 100% yet because he's still unstable and she has to work on him soon after uh, Anita gets done with Saruk's stuff. It's just hard at work. No thoughts, just work. So who
0: would be the one from you guys to sort of, I guess it would be pretty much Saruk and you guys looking for your stuff, kind of show up in the doorway behind her. And we see, you know, you see her hard at work, focused. You know, the world is filtered out. It's her, her work, and nothing else. Anybody home?
3: Hey. Oi. How
1: are you? Well, I feel like shit, but I oh. think I owe you a no. lot.
3: No, it's glad to see you're alive. Look, I've um, I'm almost done with your shield, but your armor should be good. Any headaches, nausea, vomiting?
1: I think the headache will come after. I feel like Serg probably like down to the bar, buys one bottle of something very, very strong, and then like pours one for Refi, runs up, gives to Refi, runs back down carrying bottle. You need to go to bed. I can take over.
3: I'm almost done. I still have to do Wybert.
1: Do you want to handle Wybert wi- while I finish my shield?
3: Okay, yeah.
1: Also, what is Ruffy's favorite candy?
3: Choccy, anything that has chocolate in it, sugar.
1: You know where they sell it around here? Chocolate pastries.
3: Yeah, the bakery that we um that we passed by before heading to Bluffet.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about two blocks from here. Somewhere one could run right now.
3: Ah, uh, there's this old lady that used to give him a lot of sweets when we would used to do our runs before. Maybe you'd see her. She's tiny, curly-haired. White hair. Her name's Bethany.
1: Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, go to bed. I've got it from here. Thank you. You should
3: rest too. I you did. Just almost died.
1: I I have rested. I I appreciate the concern. I'm fine.
3: Are you sure?
1: No, I'm I'm fine enough.
3: Maybe we could deal with this at some latter day, but there's people that we got to kill, right?
1: Yeah. That first, everything else second.
3: All right. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, So Anita will go to the bar.
4: As soon as she walks out, she bumps into her as he's walking in. Oh,
3: you're up too!
4: You're still up, I see. Figured I'd find you in here. Haven't slept a wink, have you?
3: Oh, still so much to do.
4: That's the second time I owe my life to you and the old man.
3: It always feels weird to me every time people say that. So, I I, I guess now I'm just gonna say you're welcome.
4: You look almost worse than I feel. You should get some sleep.
3: That's what Sir Root just said. Any nausea, vomiting, headaches? Larry, Loss vision?
4: stomach, diarrhea? No.
3: No. All right. <laughs> you don't feel off balance? Nothing.
4: A uh, few cracked ribs, probably. Probably be bleeding out a few ends for a few days, but nothing, I've, nothing I haven't handled before.
3: All right, well, don't overdo it, because you'll bleed through the... um. You'll, you and Saruk, when you see Saruk, tell him to not overdo it, because the both of you will bleed through your bandages, and then that's just going to fester infection. So don't do it, and make sure you hydrate.
4: Right, I could use another drink.
3: Water. Water, Ruffy, Whiskey isn't.
4: Whiskey and water, right. I mean, the water does open no. up the whiskey more.
3: No, that's not the point. Come on, I just saved your life. Don't try to kill yourself again.
4: I won't, promise. Uh, all right, all right. Hal mentioned that you, you rounded up all of our stuff. Um, you have my gun in here. No. You didn't take it with you from the warehouse.
3: Uh, no, I just remember we, after we taken down the snake, we took you guys back up. I think who was, Wyber was carrying, Wyber was carrying Saruk and Hal was carrying you.
4: Hmm. Oh, I'll ask Hal if he, he grabbed it, then maybe he'd, maybe he just put it somewhere.
3: Now, yeah, maybe he has it. Also, be like a little nice to how you did just say that you killed his friend.
4: I mean, I didn't know it was his friend. I didn't even know how then. I mean, I was literally set up and shot off a tower.
3: That's true. But I mean, I I offered
4: if he wanted to duel. I mean, if he wants to kill me, he can try. It's fine. We can we can go at it. But he seemed to be okay. I thought that uh, we're all right. I think as you say that, there's a
0: flashback, a superimposed scene over your words with your unconscious body and how just like standing menacingly like over you, white knuckling like, you know, his, uh his Kopesh, just like looking at you as though, like, he's welcome to try. And like, he's standing over you, like with the opportunity to do it. As, then it cuts back to you. It's just that was happening. That's the image. I like that.
3: I prefer not to facilitate a conversation that, I feel, needs to happen between you and him. So maybe just breach the subject.
4: Again? Didn't we just have that conversation last night? I mean, I told him.
3: Yeah, but there wasn't really a lot to process. If, like, let's say you heard from someone that they killed someone you cared about, and then the next not even ten minutes in, a snake tries to, like, kill you. I don't think that's enough time to really process anything that huge, especially if you've been well, trying I to. I mean,
4: if if it was a duel, I'd understand, you know. You know.
3: I think that not it's everyone either... is. Maybe I think that his approach to life isn't by shooting first. Maybe he needs time to to process things. So he'd want to duel later. That's not what I said but you could ask him.
4: It's a little bit confusing. There's like a,
0: a whistle noise. You hear like a slight whistle and then you both kind of turn and look across the workshop and standing in the doorway of the bar is like Urshap, Ershna- who is uh kind of like rubbing their eyes and like doing like the finger in the mouth whistle thing, uh, which is pretty impressive for a cat, I think. Like kind of like looks past you and you at at Ruffy and just
4: is like, we got training this morning right right uh Annie, can you help tighten this a bit i feel like the rim might just a bit oh
2: yeah there it goes right
4: uh i'll ask hal about the gun
3: maybe yeah. alone i think he wasn't gonna fight you because saruk Wybert, and i were there
4: i mean like no, he's upstairs i'll go ask him now and i give urshap like one minute <laughs> You can see Urshap has gone, after Whistling you has gone
0: back towards the bar and has sort of started stacking boxes or something
4: behind the bar. But you can go talk to uh... I'll stop by the bar first and say, oh, just be one minute. And then I'll order two yeah. whiskeys. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, three, I'll uh, order three, whiskies, three send whiskeys, send one to Saruk, and
0: bring two up with me. Fasirter is up um, early and, and will tend to that order and, and make sure the deliveries get done. Uh, they'll yep. they'll do that for you.
4: So one to tusks, bringing two up with me. Staying <laughs> hydrated, as I yell back to Annie.
3: It's not it though.
4: And I walk up the stairs gingerly. Oh, training's gonna suck. Oh, God. all right. Mm.
2: Whiskers. Oh, come on in here. Let me open the door for you. Ah, here you go. How? Didn't get one for yourself. Ah, I got one right here. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, and he offers him one of the old hand rolled cigarettes. There you go.
4: Ah. Refi puts it behind his ear. Got a train with Urshap in a moment, but uh, just wanted to bring you a drink. And
2: Do you want to kill me or anything? No. Why would I take you out of here? Or out of there, under that, out of that warehouse, under duress, and pull that snake off you. Why would I do that if I wanted to kill you?
4: I'm not sure. People say that you know because of what I told you last night uh, that there might be like hard feelings or anything. So, you know, I you know I thought that I'd explain myself pretty well, and you know, offered if you ever feel like you want to get square, that's all right with me. But uh, no hard feelings, right? No.
2: I mean, if I wanted to kill you, I could have just killed you last night when everybody was busy and either had their eyes closed laying on the ground or I could have just let the snake do it and said, oh, snake got him. Sorry.
4: Uh, That's fair. Right? That, you know, would have been quite a
2: clever way to go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, by the way, and he reaches into his poncho and he pulls out a Co-pistol and says, this thing doesn't work for shit. You use this stuff better than me. So you need not. Nah, it didn't do anything to that monkey goblin. So I, I trust my sword a little bit better. Ah. This ain't, ain't don't work for me.
4: I mean, what if you get I mean, what if you need to hit something from far away? I'll run up there
2: or huh, swing you on a rope.
4: Before last night, I would have laughed at that, but uh, fair point. Remind me to pick
2: up another rope because that other one's still back mm. there.
4: That's mighty kind of you, Hal. Uh, definitely, we'll uh, make sure it's put to good use. Speaking of which, um, Annie, you know, had gathered up a bunch of our stuff, but she said she didn't. She didn't find uh, the pistol that I carry with me. Uh, you didn't happen to,
2: to grab it last night, did you? I mean, after we took down the snake, it was like that uh, doorman ran off, and I couldn't imagine they were going to be bring back the marshals. We barely got out of there in time. We couldn't couldn't pick you up. Maybe the snake had it or ate it or was under its body. I mean, that thing was big, bigger than Saruk.
4: Right, that's saying something.
2: Yeah. So, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll have Wyber grab." Saruk, you grab him. Let's get out of here. And we left. Probably still there, then. Probably. So are the marshals. Well, I imagine they'd be there.
4: We know. I mean, it wouldn't hurt if I took a look, right? Nope.
2: I don't think so. Thanks, Hal. I really appreciate this. You're a good friend. Oh, by the way, do you know what this means? And I show him the piece of paper, or at least read it to him. Where it talks about the address. You know where this place is? Who might live there? Hollow Manor Estates, Hillside Apartment, I 11111.
0: It's weird that it's written that way, but I think it's I1. Does
4: it have the name on it? Address.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it had um, a name on the packing slip directly, no. But it was attached to a crate of uh, bottled lightning, like an out and yep. other alchemical stuff.
4: Do I know the address? You can give me a Aquastar lore or Underworld lore. Do I get any circumstance bonus from being a little urchin in Hellside?
0: I think given your past and what I know of Refy, I would say take a plus two circumstance bonus. Sure. Out of an angle, every advantage we can. I mean, it, it makes sense. You can justify it as part of your that's an 11.
1: Yeah.
0: Nope. Uh, you rack your brains and uh, the best you can get this follows the sort of naming patterns and like when it says Hillside that's sort of the official name but most people on the streets know it by a different name
4: which is Hellside. Huh. Not familiar with the address but uh, it's definitely in Hellside.
2: Yeah, it was attached to this box. Attached to this box that's full of the... Uh, oh, here you go. And he'll walk over and open up the box and then pull out some bottle lightnings. I'm not going to ever use this, so I'm going to give you some. Here, you take two. I'll give two to, two to Anita and two to Saru. Mm. You know, it was attached to this box, so I think that's the next place we got to check out. Looks like, uh,
4: looks like something anyone make. I have no idea, though. You might want to ask uh, Tusks and Annie there. They might know more than I do.
2: Let's go, uh... Let's go ask them. See where we're at. Maybe I can... i mean, up uh... To-
4: you, all, you go on ahead. You go on ahead and talk to them. I'll be there in a minute.
2: Alright, then. Get out of my room. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't stab me in the back now. And As I laugh and turn around and walk out. How much does Hal
0: actually
2: think about doing it? He's staring right in, in his his shirtless back, staring right at it.
4: Still wounded, four, by the way.
0: <laughs> technically, you're good because you were treat wounded by uh, Kojak, and you got, and then you also had full hit points and rested. So technically, all your wounded conditions are are good. Right. You can stay wounded four if you choose to, for
4: roleplay reasons. I mean, just because we had the wounds still there for, for another day but uh I'm going to try to quietly exit the bullet barrel and make my way to the warehouse okay see if and try to try to case the place to see if there's anyone there yeah give
0: me a stealth check and we'll see how well you're able to sneak out without anyone noticing. So refuel roll the stealth, and then the rest of you will just compare it to it. will be against your perception DCs. Let's see if I think Anita in the in the workshop. No, where didn't Anita still mm. in the workshop? She came in, right? That's a natural 20 for a 29. So you very easily are able to slip out without anyone, including Urshap, who's like sitting there waiting for you uh, for your daily training. Uh, you slip out without seeing at all and you're off into the streets back at the uh the warehouse
1: so you slip out and saruk is coming back in he doesn't see you obviously but under his arm is a big fuck off box of chocolate like (laughs) golds of chocolate
0: (laughs) that's awesome and uh you slip past saruk and back towards the warehouse and you can see um you know at the widget works warehouse There's no signs of shield marshals, no sign of the law. You know, the front door is is sort of bolted shut. The thick iron door like before um, is, is sealed again. Kind of generally from the outside, it looks as quiet as maybe it did the night before. With just a few people kind of trickling through and some clockwork vehicles kind of driving down the street in the area. You find yourself looking across the street. Give me a perception check. Oh, that should have been secret. My bad. That's fine. I didn't say secret. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. So with a ten, you're looking. I mean, you're looking for signs of your pistol. You're looking for signs of anything that's off. It all looks clear. It looks quiet. Um, No sign of the punks. No sign of the law. No sign of your pistol. At least outside. And the door is shut. It won't open. The door is shut. You can try to open it. It's definitely shut. I'll I'll see if it's locked. Yeah. Right, you go to the door and you like try it um, and it is definitely locked and you hear like a shuffling. And then you hear like muffled through the door like
1: he's here, they're back.
0: And uh, you hear oh uh, Opal yeah. sort of like raising the alarm.
4: Bloody fucking hell. I'll make make my exit as they're freaking out. So, like, yeah, you make your exit, and, like
0: like, a moment later, the door flies open, and you see, like, eight powder keg punks all, like, armed, like, pointing at the empty spot where you were, and, like, all we see is, like, Opal's head stick out the door and kind of look up and down the street. It was the demon, I tell ya! And, like, one of them, like, smacks him upside the head and, like, shuts the door and, like, locks it again.
4: And I'll make my way back bulletin barrel to her shop. so as as like um
0: refi's kind of coming back was there anything else the three of you needed to wrap up like this
2: morning i think how would after refi says i'll see you later he waits a little while uh and then he'll come back out and look for saruk and realize that saruk's not there and then he'll go down to the workshop and see if anita's there and if she's not there he'll knock on the door but he's basically wanting to ask about the address on the packing slip and then give each person two of these moderate bottle lightnings that was in the creek.
0: So did Anita actually go back to sleep or did she just kind of go back to working on a on the other side of the workshop?
3: Oh, no, she's in the bar right now. She's in the bar. Okay. Uh-huh.
2: You would see Anita in the bar, huh?
3: Yeah. She get to sleep. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, as much as you can. I mean, you guys were in and out last night getting some new towels and things like that. So, kind of feeling pretty good, though. <laughs> well, hell of a lot better than them, too.
3: Thank you, by the way. You, I wouldn't have done it if you weren't there.
2: Look, I owe it to you and your robot for saving me at the graveyard. Well, I guess it's not a graveyard if I didn't die in there. scrapyard. So, no, thank you. You would have done it for me. You did it before. So it's all, we're square.
3: We're friends, not square. And then I do the handshake thing, the thing like that.
2: Beastmaster handshake. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Or you can just say thanks. Yeah, we might. That means a little bit different from where I come from. So I'm going to leave it at that.
3: All right. What's that there?
2: you hey, holding. Oh, <clears throat> this shipping address.
1: Hmm.
2: Some bottle of lightning here. Why don't you take two of these? I already gave two as a refuel. These are big ones. I don't know if you uh, can make these big ones or not make these big ones, but I'm gonna give you two. I'll definitely but, uh, learn how to. Hollow Manor Estates, Hillside oh. Apartment I one.
3: Hmm. You know where that is? I can't say. I remember it immediately, nor do I have any law that would help me figure it out. <laughs> but we could always ask Phoebe
2: they they're making the same kind of stuff you're making and supplying them punks with it, so maybe somebody you know or heard about in the college know you know maybe them
3: well we know about Shoma,
2: maybe it's Shoma's place.
3: I think so. I think. I have a gut feeling that after yesterday, after everything we found out, uh, it all leads to him, so. You ready to go? At the, not yet. I think I have to maybe sleep. I haven't slept yet.
2: Oh, all right, me either. Okay, well, I'm going to go see where Saru's at and give him the rest of this bottle of lightning. And now we'll kind of <laughs> awkwardly lean in for a handshake hug, like, there. like
3: yeah peaceful
2: okay all,
3: all right. right
0: saruk walking around the bar with a giant crate of chocolate looking for <laughs> refuge
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like
1: I a just... broken skyrim npc that can't <laughs> find the... i've got something for you your eyes only i was gonna say that the fucking childish <laughs> walks in pizza fire everywhere uh, but for real, I think when uh, when it becomes obvious that Refi is not here, Saruk will put all of the, the way too much thing that will melt somewhere that it will not do. And then, like, back out back where training is, but, like, this time Saruk is doing it in, like, full armor with rocks on his back and, like, trying to up the resistance as much as possible, just, like, sweating it out in the sun. Speaking of...
0: What did you guys ever do with the cold storage device from the freezer? We
1: sold it for money. Okay, (laughs) I have no idea.
4: Phoebe, so she can have a cold storage in her bar.
1: You see? And that's where where the chalky is. It's in the the improvised cold storage device that we fucking fixed up. How much money do we get,
0: though? (laughs) Uh, For that thing? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Um... Do you still have it on your sheet, or did you actually get rid of it?
1: I don't think I ever had it on my sheet. Once it was like, put this in, wasp, wasp, no, do hurdy, but do hurdy to bad guy. Later, my brain forgot it existed.
4: Got it. When we had a wasp bomb, that kind of took priority in our minds.
1: <laughs> Miss wasp bomb. <laughs>
4: uh, so
0: it would have had a, va- the value of it was 60 gold, so you would have been able to sell it for 30.
1: Cool. Yeah, not too bad. I've never heard someone use sheesh outside of TikTok. This is wild.
0: and yeah with refi when you finally do come back and Urshap is sort of like uh, super annoyed with you number one for disappearing you like ask for a minute and then disappear for like an hour or more but uh you see like once you're ready to go uh she's got a stack of like crates like two huge like heavy stacks of crates that are probably about four feet each and she goes over to faucet and holds her hand out and Foss sort of goes under the bar, pulls out a small pouch and drops it into Urshap's hand and then opens like a log and Urshap signs for it, closes it, puts it back and Urshap kind of looks at you, smiles and just says, it's payday around here. Opens it and takes one gold coin out and kind of slips it into her pocket, closes the pouch and then asks, then he says, let's go, let's go pick it up and then goes over and sort of picks up one of the stacks of uh, uh, crates leaving you to carry one on your own. Guess what I get for being late?
2: <clears throat> oh, something popped. Yep. Ugh.
0: Make a make a straight athletics check here. We'll see how well you're able to carry this. Um as you you kind of look at it and you're smelling, you can tell it's a bu- it's crates of food. All of this is food that has kind of been in storage in the back of um Of the barrel and bullet. Uh, Some of it is, you know, just barely going past its prime. And you do see there is one crate full of Saruk's bread. That's like sitting there in in the crate. They should make bread pudding with all this. Ah, 17. Despite, despite, oh, you only got a plus one. Wow. So despite Mm -hmm. the fact that you're untrained, despite the fact that you're super injured, you do a really good job with this and you're able to keep up with Urshap. Who is sort of putting you through the paces. And, um. This is not the first time that I've had the train under being very injured, so. Yeah, you you end up carrying this a few miles away from the the barrel and bullet, and she doesn't give you a lot of, like, breaks. It's just a lot of, like, pushing you even harder. Uh, Eventually, you show up, and there's, uh, like, a small, nondescript orphanage just off the beaten path. And she kind of, like, gives you a little nod. She says, this way. And she kind of carries her stack of crates right up the front of the orphanage and sort of um you, you see like a, a little child like opens the front door and says, "Urshi!" And like there's a roar of applause as she carries the crates into the orphanage and like the kid that's smiling and laughing kind of looks at you and sees your full not so subtle demonic self immediately sort of goes and like closes the door and runs inside. I just frown and glare at the kid. Do I recognize this orphanage? I don't think, like, you don't, it's not a specific orphanage you recognize, but it's very reminiscent of an orphanage that you might be aware of. What are we doing here? I I told you, it's payday. And you watch, uh, like, she sort of takes the satchel of coins that she was given by Foss. And kind of goes over to the like head mistress and just hands over the full satchel of coins.
4: Right, but uh, what are we doing with all this? With these little brats? I allow Foss
0: to pay me half in food. And he mo- she motions at the st- stacks of like food. And uh, half in coin. But I, don- I don't need much for myself. Just a little bit of room and a place to crash and I'm good. Uh, and then the head mistress is just like... This is her... like She's our... Price, student, pupil, graduate, orphan. This is where she came. She was raised here. Come on, are you embarrassed of us? And Shaps just kind of like looks down at her feet and sort of kicks the ground a little bit. He's like, well, we got we got work. We can't stick around today. I'm sorry. And the kids are like, oh,
3: oh man.
0: And uh, she kind of gives you like a
4: sort of head nod and says, it's time to go. As we're walking out, I'm walking out behind her. And if I see a little orphan kid, I stick my tongue at him. Yeah, one of
0: them does the two horn thing, goes back at you. <laughs> like runs and hides. And and yeah, so during that like walk back, she's just kind of like, it's always good to give back where you came from, even if I suppose
4: you not agree Let's just say I had a bit different experience with little brats like that. It's not all rainbows and sunshine.
0: But if I can make it a little better for them, unlike it was for
4: me, it's all worth it. I guess. But uh, what happens when there's no one else looking out for them anymore and they're on their own? Out in the streets in Alkenstar? What do they do then? Whatever they have to, I guess. That's what it always comes down to, isn't it? We gotta give them that chance.
1: <sighs> All
4: that matters is the chance. <laughs> oh, chances. What a chance do any of us have here in this godforsaken city? I'm not so sure about you, Refi.
0: What happened last night, anyways?
4: We went to a ball. Can't you tell? Looked like you fought a bull. (laughs) Wrote a bull. Didn't fight one. Technically, I surfed it, but uh, that's besides the point. No, well, we, uh, we got in a little bit over our horns. Well, we're still here the next day. And the people who were trying to kill us aren't. So, end of the day, I call that a win. She kind of looks
0: down and notices that you're carrying an empty holster. Right, not carrying today.
4: It appears that uh, it may my pistol may have been a casualty. The only casualty on our side, at least, of last night's affair.
0: She nods and she kind of stops you guys in this sort of kind of park overlooking. There's like a small like park overlooking, not too far from like where Alcon Falls is. And she kind of stops and looks over there and you watch as she kind of goes to her side. She pulls out her pistol, kind of looks at you and then kind of grabs it by the, the, the barrel and kind of hands it hilt first to you and says, you're welcome to borrow mine if you need it. And you can see it's got, like, very nice sort of mahogany wood with uh, a nice silver inlay right where the, the the butt of the handle would be. What's the price? She, she, in one motion, she sort of brings it up and, like, smacks you upside the head with it and, like, twirls it on her finger and hands it right back in front of you and just says, you have to take it first. And I'll try to take it. Yeah. And so there's a sort of like dance back and forth as you're trying to take it from her and she's just countering all your moves and you can see, she's sort of imparting this lesson with you sort of some of the moves she's doing are kind of teaching you some new things and how to like incorporate your weapons into your martial arts. And like at one point you, like, you get the gun from her and smile and then she, in one smooth motion, like opens the barrel and all the bullet, like the bullet falls out and then she knocks it up in the air and like catches it again. And smiles, and then you watch as she does this really awesome sort of smooth motion where she makes a strike at you, and at the same time is sort of with her other hand dropping a like a bullet into the gun, so it's like a reloading strike in one maneuver. Spins it around and offers you the, the butt again, and tries teaching you the basics of that move.
4: So yeah, I imagine we'll practice that for a while. At the end, sweatied. Probably bleeding out from a lot of my bandages. Half thinking about the uh, earful I'm going to get from Annie when we get back. You're the second person to give me a pistol. I got the first from my father. It was the only thing other than a beating he ever gave me.
0: Well, Rufficule, I'm not looking at this like I'm giving you a pistol. I'm giving you a chance. And offers the pistol to you. A chance.
4: Out. If you play your cards, right? Murphy doesn't say anything, he just stares down at the pistol and then holsters it. And uh,
0: the last shot is like just you two sitting sweaty, bloodied on the park. The ball sort of in the distance, sort of falling over the edge. I think that's probably going to like sort of fast forward past this day. And I know there's one more thing that I'm going to do before we go to break. So that sort of like scene sort of, the uh, crossfades and and ends a scene that sort of appears right it's dark it's it's obviously late out the windows we can see a silhouette of someone standing in the window rain is falling kind of gently outside you see a woman a little light turns on in the kitchen and there's a woman that we haven't seen before she's got long black hair Nice-looking mahogany skin glistening in the light. Tattoos most every square inch of this body. Just nice tattoos that that sort of almost have a faint glow to them, even in the dark. We can see that she's wearing what appears to be like a pretty fancy-looking corset. Her face caked in in beautiful makeup, but running from the rain, running down. Obviously well-kept, but a little exhausted-looking. And she's sitting in the kitchen and she's got a glass out and she takes the lid off and she's pouring herself a drink. Takes a deep breath, kind of looks around the room, deep, thoughtful, introspective. You know, goes to take a drink and sort of stops because we hear a sort of strange rustling noise off the screen. And she sort of stops and turns and looks directly at the camera where the noise is coming from. Cautiously sets the glass down and makes her way right towards the camera. We see, as she kind of peers, there's a long sort of hallway with a front door at the end of the hallway. The door itself is sitting sort of ajar. As she sort of moves towards it a little bit, the storm blows from outside and the door like blows open, letting a bunch of the storm rushing in and then shuts itself close again. Not fully locked. We see her stop and look down. She sort of picks up the nearest thing she can to defend herself, which happens to be a wet umbrella. She cautiously goes towards the end of the hallway. Opens the door. Peeks looks outside on the porch. But nobody's there. She closes the door. Immediately locks all the deadbolts again. Sure that she just did not that long ago double checks it, turns around and we can see her face looking right at the camera and she lets out a blood-curdling horrific scream at something we can't see.
3: Maeve, hello? Just don't scream, just can you not?
0: The camera pulls back just a little bit and we see Anita soaked in the rain standing here at the end of the hallway, uh, just like, pleading for Maeve to stop. And Maeve is, like, startled, screaming. We see uh, Anita maybe hasn't even slept yet since two nights ago. Uh, still grease, blood, everything, disheveled hair. Maeve is screaming and kind of, like, caught between the flight or fight response. L- Grabs the umbrella, meekly throws it down the hallway at you, Anita.
3: Come on, it's me. Anita. Yes, what hello. What hell are you doing here in my house? I I don't know. I was at the bar and I had a drink and I just started walking out and let me hear. Hello. I don't even know where the hell I
0: live. She kind of like walks down and like as she kind of comes to you, you almost look like there's a moment where she might reach in for a hug. But instead, her hands just go out and like push you out of her way as she kind of stumbles back towards the kitchen for her drink that's waiting for her
3: Have you had dinner yet? I I asked around. I went by the bakery and I talked to that little fellow that you used to work with Did you get Did you get a note from him, perchance? I did. Did you read it? I didn't. I guess that's and, all right. I
0: mean I I mean I'm on this precipice of something big here. I can't Oh know. Have a seat. And she sort of pulls out a chair and goes and gets a glass and pours you a drink. I didn't read it because... And she sort of trails off for a minute. But just tell me what dinner it's... Do you know what time it is? I just got off work.
3: Yeah, but you don't usually eat at work. So that's why I was thinking that maybe if I got you at the right time, I could have a... I could share a meal with you.
0: She kind of looks, kind of around, past you, through you. Did you not even bring anything?
3: I did. I have a soggy sandwich that I pull out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: what is on the sandwich? I have to know.
3: It's well, it's uh, what's his name? I forgot. Positor said that it's bologna. I don't know where he got it from though. There's a little bit of ketchup. I I took off the pickles. I know you're allergic to it. I miss you.
0: I would. It's an odd thing to say for somebody that just went to jail for murder. How did you do it? Did he deserve it?
3: It's either him or us.
0: Then you made the right choice. And she kind of reaches out and brushes some of the wet hair that's like slopped across your face back Uh, a little bit. Yeah. And then her hair comes back and it's got grease in it.
3: Uh could be either Raffi's blood, my blood, or Saruk's blood.
0: Let's let me change into something a little more comfortable and we'll we'll have a meal. And she sorta of like spit, she, you watch as she turns around, you can see her corset is like laced up really tight across the back. And she kind of spins around and pulls her hair out of the way so you can like untie
3: her. Yeah, and it's and she's done this before a couple times already. So like Anita would just go up to there casually, steal a glance, and then look away while she unloosens. <laughs> while she loosens the corset. And then when it falls off, she'll turn around and then let her do her thing.
0: Uh, and then as, yeah, you, you she kind of goes off to the bedroom and just kind of pulls like a nice, comfy, oversized t-shirt from her bakery and like, throws it on and it still has like uh, bakery stains on it from all the, the work that she does. Uh, and it's, it's like oversized, so it, it goes almost down to her knees. And she uh, comes out looking nice and comfortable, uh, pulls a chair up next to yours and picks up half of this soggy bologna no pickle sandwich.
3: So what's this leaving that I'm hearing from from Raffi? You're leaving.
0: I mean, not forever. But I finally got my shot out of this place.
3: Hmm. I thought we were going to do that together. Well, you went away. Left me all alone. I was thrown into jail. Could I just, could we redefine that? I didn't leave you. I wouldn't leave you. I was forced out.
0: I waited for you and you didn't show. Me, that's leaving.
3: I feel that, you know what? I feel that if I showed up, they could have used you against me too, the same way they used Kojak against my friends and I and i don't well, that's
0: what i am to you an old man incapable of taking care no, of yourself. no you think so little of me
3: no you're someone i care deeply about that i would rather not have anything happen to i i if if i were to choose to be on the receiving end of your wrath or be on the side of having to make sure you're alive I'd rather be you mad at me than lose you. Mad at you?
0: It hurt, alright? I know. Is that what you wanna hear?
3: No. That's not what I want to hear. I'm here not I'm here not to point fingers, I'm not here for anything really. I just wanna see you. It was I always wish that I could go back to Before the whole jail thing. Because there's so much I would have done. There's so much that I should have done. But I didn't. I also don't think that at the moment I could. I just wanted to see you. Because you always make me feel safe.
0: Her eyes sort of trail past you um, towards like a suitcase and a a pile of bags that she has kind of near the front door and you, you know, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow.
3: I know I'm, I'm not going to stop you.
0: Couldn't even if you wanted to.
3: I know. Where will you be going? You come
0: though? with me. I got this great gig lined up new opportunity. Uh, the gambling boat, uh, the gear smoke, new, new ship. It's amazing, Anita. It's like a floating hotel. Bigger than anything we have here in Alcantara.
3: I'll be finally able to see you for who you are. Not in the, the dark dinginess of that, you know, that whorehouse. That you never hoard in, you just danced in.
0: They're giving me an opportunity here as an attendant on the ship. Hopefully I can keep my... Morality intact, and she smiles and takes a drink.
3: Of course you would. If there's anyone in the world that could make themselves go up higher, it would be you.
0: I mean, you could come with me. It'd be fun. Maybe we can get you a job on the ship. Maybe we can get someone to dance for you.
3: I only want you to dance with
0: Oh, Anita, I always tell you, you can't afford me.
3: Hey, maybe after all of this is done, I could. I'm gonna miss you. But no, I can't. If I leave now, I feel that a lot of people would die. I have a thing or two against Mugland that I really want to work out. If I go with you now, that's all I'm gonna think about.
0: Well, uh, you left me once, I guess it's my turn to leave you.
3: I'll see you uh, again though, I'll find you. I know that sounds so bad.
0: Well, I need a this we, we gotta talk about this because this breaking into my house in the middle of the night and scaring the bejesus out of me is not the way to go.
3: Well, even I was with at- these
0: delicious sandwiches.
3: I was at your bakery, and I knew it was your shift. And I went there twice, and every time I went, you weren't there. And then when Ruffy went, the boy said that you were on your break or something, or you just left, so you were there when I visited. So you, you were avoiding me. Maybe a little. How about this? How about tonight? Let's have this bologna sandwich. I'm not going to do anything untowards. I really just, I, I just really miss your company. And since you're leaving tomorrow,
0: let's just spend tonight together and you have to tell me everything that's been going on. And she's immediately like pouring you like another drink, taking like your half of the bologna sandwich and eating it. Okay, I will. Start with the murder. And she like leans in all like <laughs> giddy, like excited to hear like,
3: what's well, going on. yeah, And then I tell her.
0: So uh, the camera sort of fades in and we see ourselves sort of sitting in in the bar of the barrel and bullet saloon. Everyone has had a day of rest and recuperating. You know, the wounds are fresh, but they're still, they're healing. You guys have this one lead left, which is an address that seems to point towards somewhere in Hellside and the camera sort of fades in with you guys, I believe. Uh I know like whatever it was you guys I know Saruk had a scene he wanted to do. Um, so we can open up with
1: that. Or like maybe even before that, if it's been twenty four hours, can I uh throw a underworld lore check? for that thing that I'm sure Hal has bugged me about at some point as I'm nebulously walking around the barrel and bullet trying to find refuge.
0: yeah make that check we'll see if you know anything about the hollow apartments because there's like two things one is like first of all you guys are making these checks to see if you already know it and if you guys don't come up with knowing it you can always go gather information and try to make rolls to find where it is right so we'll see if you guys know where it is and then we'll see if you guys can find where it is if you don't know where it is
1: So I think what I might do hearing that, because I forget I have this, because I have this here. I think uh, as we've been out and about doing stuff, I'd like to pick the brains of people. If you're hey, where is this place? Can I roll society about it?
0: Yeah, use the gather information check for society.
1: And I'm going to make this my lead and casually throw a plus 12 at it. Ooh, let's go. As if he needed it. You're so, so good, good at, pathfinder. at Pathfinder. Now when there's not a big fuck off snake trying <laughs> to kill us.
0: Perfect. So crits in chat for that check for uh Saruk. Uh, so chat. yeah. So you were able to to sort of go out, hit some of your contacts, talk to some of the people you know, and uh what you come back with I think I think there's a hit that comes back from your sort of friends back at Aldo's apartment building because you've got a lot of contacts in there and when you kind of reach out they're able to come back and and one of them says they know exactly where the hollow apartments are. And it's it's sort of um, kind of seen as a I don't want to say posh, but it's definitely like was built itself as being an upscale apartment building in Hellside and it's carved into the mountain. So they actually went and carved apartments in the actual stone. So you live literally within the mountain and it's sort of right at the bottom, most layer of Hellside, uh, right kind of in the center. So Hellside, you know, goes down nearly 500 feet from the top of the cliffs to the water's floor. And the lowest level is about 100 feet above the water except for the sort of docks that float below that people go down to. So it sits at the lowest level of Hellside right about 100 feet above the water. And that's where the, the Hollow Manor is. Uh, but the thing you, you do have heard too is um, its name, despite the fact that it tried to build itself as being an upscale thing, it very quickly turned into a sort of um, den of like bad activity and gangs and, you know, drug use. And despite the fact they build themselves in an estate, it is not a nice place by any
4: stretch of the imagination. So it's a den of scum and villainy. It is a den of scum and villainy, nice.
1: So eventually, uh when everybody gets back in and like getting around and stuff, now that we're all like together, just quickly glance over to Refi and like nod towards the kitchen.
4: I feel you have kind of a confused look, but he'll head over into the kitchen.
1: And then sitting on table as in you come is like Whatever, and maybe I'm asking Anita this, but whatever Anita would have told me Refi's favorite candy is in one gold amount. Mm-hmm. In just like all over the table. This is for you. This is an apology. This is a thank you. This is a conversation I don't think I can have with Beastwood because he keeps too much to himself. And Anita has enough going on in that head of hers. But I think I misjudged you thank you for being there when the chips were down can we be friends are these chalkies I asked Anita and then I went to I don't remember her name some old short everyone is short relative to me frazzly white haired woman ah little Bethany
4: that dear old lady
1: right that was definitely it how's she doing still alive somehow Not on her second death, quite like we are, but...
4: Right. Toss, this is... I mean...
1: Saruk. I appreciate this. It's, for me, being unnecessarily (laughs) over-the-top and rude to you. You go to your gun a little too quickly. Which, by the way, did you... That's not the same gun. I see. Uh, Nah, couldn't
4: find it, but... uh... Urshap lent me one for the time being. So I think that's, uh. Looks pretty nice, and, uh. I mean, it doesn't have quite all the bloodstones that the other one had.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah. That is a way to put it.
4: But, uh. Listen, Saruk. Don't be too hard on yourself. Uh. You didn't misjudge me. I'm an asshole, for sure. But, uh, if we're friends, I'm your asshole.
1: (laughs) An asshole would have cut and run at any point between, let me recount, a big fuck-off snake, a, I distinctly remember a rust monster crawling out of a drainage ditch, essentially, to try to kill us. I just, I've realized, I've been here for months and months, and I have traveled thousands of miles from my home to your home, and I have seen wonders the likes of which they do not have in Matakali. And I believe that I have done good where I could, but I have been very focused on something. And I think I've lost a lot along the way, and I'd rather not stare down that forever. You know, I think if we make enough of a mess, everyone we're looking for will reveal themselves and I'll deal with it then.
4: That I understand more. And like I said, I think uh, I was only half joking when I said I might have had to a bad influence on you. The city will do that to you. Look, you say I wasn't an asshole because I didn't cut and run. But that's not me. I don't run. I head face forward. Gun blazing. For better or for worse. We all die sometimes. I mean, we all, we'll all die sometime. The way I look at it, I should have died a long, long time ago. And I'm living on borrowed time anyway.
1: I don't know if that's fair to say. I I don't understand what you went through, but I do believe you borrowed time is such a loaded phrase there. I think much more you got the time back with interest, which you can do with as you see fit.
4: Maybe. But, uh... Those bloodstains weren't just on that gun. I'm not the best at deciding or I guess figuring out what the right thing to do is. I'm not sure I'll ever know what the right thing to do is. I know when to pull the... I know the best place to aim, the best time to pull the trigger. Maybe you and Annie, even Whiskers, maybe you can help me out with the when.
1: The when is pretty easy. I think you've very clearly seen the win since we've started working together, more or less. I wouldn't... On the one hand, self-flagellation about one's moral compass, there are ask the various faithful of this world and they'll tell you a million different things. On the other, I understand the circumstances that have put you to that and there may be blood in a lot of places other than a gun missing in action, I guess, but it does wash off.
4: Maybe, maybe. But uh In the meantime I'm glad we're at least shooting at the same target for now. Yeah. Do you want any of these? They're pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah, you know what? Why not takes donut? <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Double fist and chocolate
1: grabs <laughs> <laughs> all of the things, eats all of the things.
4: Uh, uh, like chocolate, whiskey, chocolate, whiskey,
1: <laughs> health.
4: I mean, I imagine
0: these chalkies are like usually sold in like copper prices. So like the fact that you're able to to buy like a Goldsworth worth is probably quite a bit.
1: You don't see it, but the the stand that she sells from is parked out back, and I just bought it. And we've pulled everything <laughs> into <laughs> the kitchen. <laughs> One of each, please.
4: Raphael just stuff his face till he's almost sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think eventually you guys would make your way back out to like the dining room, face covered in chocolate, where you know Anita has stumbled in off the street, looking a little more well rested than she had the day previously.
1: Uh, we back together Saruk has uh, where the the Jaguar which I imagine is very fucked after being shot at and bitten and stuff rather than repaint it there's been a a steel boss has been like slapped onto the shield y'all also notice the multi pistol is gone the Giselle is a little more like I don't know where one wears a big fuck off rifle to be accessible, but there and the the magic what floats around what was around the mace now onto the giselle.
2: Just looks like a big revolver on Serena. Yeah,
1: just the biggest. Yeah, I I got really attached to that thing. I bought it from a, a privateer when I was coming up here, but I think I think I need to be a little more patient and then I think this will be more effective and when I want to bludgeon someone clang clang clangs the boss and when I want to stab someone flicks tusks.
4: What is it that Maeve always said Annie when she when you and her go shopping? Uh, how did it reply here? New weapons, new us, right?
3: Yes. You don't know the
1: half Reficule <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that there's saruk pulls people are gonna fucking jump probably if i do this in the (laughs) middle of the park but uh, the backpack has changed slightly and there's like this string running down the side of one of saruk's pauldrons and he pulls it and out from it springs much like what off-brand predator whose name i don't remember was carrying when we fought him in the last fight this big ballista Comes like over top. But a cannon backpack.
3: Have a bag of holding?
1: No, I have a backpack full of stuff.
3: Oh, oh, whoa!
1: <laughs> it's Boba Fett.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, 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 okay.
1: Did you just
4: get in, Annie? Hmm. Did you just get in?
3: Yeah.
4: Hmm.
3: Chalky. I went to see Maeve.
4: No. You did, did you?
3: Yeah, she's leaving today.
4: Couldn't talk her out of it, then.
3: There's no talking to that woman.
4: She scares me a bit.
3: That's really what I like about her. <laughs> no, um, she says hi. I told her everything. I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass.
4: Couldn't be worse than a
1: snake. I mean, I don't think we were a bit on the ass, but fair. Mm -hmm. Incidentally, while I was out, I talked to folks back at Aldo's about that address. I can get us there. It's Hellside, some. I don't know the long and short of it, but it sounded like someone tried to build upscale apartments down here, and that went to the lowest level of hell very quickly. Pun not intended. I understand it's not a nice place, and that's probably saying something for Hellside.
3: Hmm. Oh, It's near that uh, casino that we went to before when we all first met.
1: Yeah, yeah, built into the side of the cliff.
3: Alright, well, before we head out, is it alright if I just do a quick, like, accounting of everyone's elixirs? Does everyone have, like, an elixir life?
4: I got these and I pull out bottle lightnings.
3: That's not one, Raffi. Hal, do you have one? Uh,
2: nope.
3: Okay, Saruk, do you have one?
1: I do. Saruk clings his one lesser alchemist fire, two moderate bottle lightnings, one lesser bottle lightning, and
3: three lesser elixirs right. of life. Yeah. All right, I'll give you one anyway. So here's for you, Refi. Here's for you, Hal. Is for you, Saruk. Thank you. What goes into these
2: things? I'm sorry, what? What, what, how do you make these? Like, what goes into these things?
3: Uh, that's a great question. Initially, what I did was I reverse engineered the very first elixir that I came into and then replaced the, the magical essences of some of it with the chemicals that are available in the shop. And so there's cayenne in there, and ginger, some red pepper flakes. It's really great for the wow. immune system.
2: Can you add some of these to make it taste a little better?
3: What's that? What's that? Yeah, sure. What's
2: that? I'll give her a bunch of lizard tails.
3: <laughs> oh, for you? Sure. here Yeah, right. I'm gonna, let me mix it up a little bit.
1: Hey, speaking hey. of, what became of that snake? I guess in the getting our half dying bodies out of there, maybe there were other extenuating circuits. Yeah, never mind. I answered my own question.
2: We had to go. That Shame. would have been I mean you know. I do. Not not quite a lizard, but it would have been failing. We gonna head out to the hell side today?
1: Yeah, I'm ready.
3: Okay, before we go, do we need anything else? Like potion wise or what?
2: We should probably get more, uh probably get more
3: of these
4: things. The Buy some of these?
3: Alright, I'll do that. Give them to Alright. I'll do that.
4: I mean Zaru so just... got a bunch of chalkies, I think we're good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're good. We've got a
1: thunderstone and an alchemist fire stashed back in the shop if anybody wants to go in with them.
3: I can't carry anymore. That's my... Um, That's my problem.
4: Uh, are we going actually to do this? Your al-
0: advanced alchemy, right, and Anita, for your daily uh, alchemo- mm-hmm. alchemical things you get to make? You haven't made them yet, right?
3: Yeah, no, I haven't yet.
0: Okay. You're going to be overloaded then? <laughs>
3: You put me to 9.2
1: and officially encumbered when you handed me all the good, good Oh, did I Uh, (laughs) really? I guess I'm putting back this alchemist fire. I mean,
2: I can carry it if you want. You want to hand it to me? I can take care of it. Hal takes off his backpack and kind of pours it out and there's just a bunch of garbage in there. I mean, I can carry some stuff.
1: Yeah. And then here's a lesser bottled lightning.
4: What else do we have in here? Uh, I guess I could take the Thunderstone and an alchemist Fire.
1: You never know. We'll need to throw grenades into a room full of people who think we're the best people in the whole world, apparently.
2: We need to carry that for you. Oh, you couldn't climb that rope the other night?
4: You're talking to me? How?
2: Yeah, I'm talking to you.
4: I'm I'm alright carrying it. I mean, I'm not much of a climber. I'm more of, you know, go through the front entrance and shoot him there.
1: And Dawn's on me. We need another rope, don't we?
2: I picked one up when I was out. Excellent. So, any other last
0: minute prep you guys need to do? the other day or trademark oh yes to, oh god uh gentrification your, uh, lore that your,
1: seems appropriate for what else <laughs> i was just,
0: supposed to be your advanced alchemy do you have any leads you currently have set for saruk um i don't know if i know saruk has some daily prep stuff i think i know anita has some daily prep i don't know if hal or Ruffy does
4: i just gotta clean my gun for an hour that's true
1: Wish there was a good place on the sheet to denote my leads. Uh, my leads, until further notice, are the Hollow... Oh, I forget the name of the apartment complex, but there. And then Hollow Manor, that was it. And then Shoma is the second one. There's a, a brief uh, prayers to Bajagua at some point, probably while eating too much chocolate. And that should be good for me. I gotta pick my fucking. Okay, y'all, what do you want me to take for my (laughs) bonus lore? I'm having a big brain fart. Underworld lore? Hellside
3: lore? Alkenstar lore?
1: Hellside lore? That'll do it. Perf.
0: Ramming in your Hellside studies. It's like Hellside for dummies, you got the book out, you're
1: reading it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For when Underworld lore isn't fucking specific enough. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you, can't, you can't use Shomalore, can you?
1: <laughs> I mean, he's a relatively famous persona in and
0: He could be a lore target. Which yeah, I mean, it's, that... <laughs> it's reasonable that you could have crammed in some lore
1: Sounds like a Pokemon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shomalore!
0: <laughs> Shomalore. <laughs> he's gonna evolve. I
3: choose you!
0: all right if our if our daily prep is good then we are off towards hellside question mark
1: yes after spending 10 minutes to put the ballista back in the backpack so i'm not just walking <laughs> around as a mobile stage <laughs> engine
0: yeah i think i think you can isn't it like an action to like spring it and an action to Retract it, but it's like a f- ten minutes to reload or yeah. something like that. So
1: it's it's the Boba Fett analogy is what they use at my tables too. It's very I'm gonna fire this one time at the start of the combat, and we'll see what happens.
0: Pretty yeah, pretty good. So yeah, we uh, we're making our way across <laughs> Alcanstar towards Hellside. So just I'll give a quick overview here on the battle screen so we can kind of lay out for what the city looks like for our viewers and for our audience or sorry for viewers and for the players so i'll activate this scene effect. Okay. so here with this sort of green circle and this is the barrel and bullet saloon this beautiful thing over here is alkenstar falls 500 foot waterfall in the middle of the city and right next to it is this sort of shanty town built on the side of the cliffs affectionately referred to by the locals as hellside but officially known as hillside a an opportunistic uh, trading outpost that sort of sprung up because the ships will come up the ostrati River, and there is a sort of elevator called the Screw, which will raise these ships up to the top of the waterfall, that so they can go up and down it. And it's it's a quite an ordeal, so the ships are kind of stuck in in the bottom on the harbor for quite a while. So a lot of these people would would build these sort of shanty towns uh, and give the people from the ships place to sort of dock and do their business, because at the bottom of the 500 foot cliffs, you can't really get up to the city proper. So it was a good way for them to sort of make money. And in the process, it sprung up a whole community who had nowhere else to go or nowhere else to live. And that's where we find ourselves heading, because our our outlaws find themselves sort of trekking um, right at the top. And it's, you know, it's built upon, it's, it's very vertical. Uh, this place, you know, we've been here before. We were here for uh, the, the gambling den before, so you, you guys are familiar with this. It's not your first rodeo <laughs> here. But, uh, you know, the walkways themselves are typically, you know, only about 10 feet wide. And the sort of barriers and safety regulations are not exactly top priority here. So, you know, it's not too uncommon for a drunken person to sort of stumble off the edge and into the river and never be seen from again and so we got these narrow walkways and occasionally you'll have a sort of bigger platform built with a building that's typically on it that's the buildings don't range too high here even the the gambling sort of den that you went to was only like maybe like 10-15 foot squared not a lot of real estate not a lot of big houses here a lot of wooden shacks and a lot of sort of platforms and, and cutbacks so that they're like on the edge of each city there's like these sort of cutbacks that go up and down quite a bit and yeah you guys are, are basically headed for the uh bottom t- the bottommost tier of of Hellside to get to this apartment and um yeah so you I'll let you guys explain to me sort of your what your characters are doing you know we're in this exploration phase we're going through just tell me generally marching order actions just what your characters would be doing in this time
2: i think i would be out front um no one you know listening to what saruk had said about the place refuel had said about the place being not so savory he'd be out front kind of scouting them keeping an eye out
1: i think once we get there saruk is gonna have showed up with a decent amount of that apparently copious leftover bread to reassure folks as we are coming in, obviously, with business to attend to uh, in a place that is sketchy, like, hey, we're not here to bust up anything y'all are doing, we're friendly, are you hungry, here's this, just to, like, make a good impression upon the people who live here and hope they don't try to take advantage of us when we're, you know, dying for and being dragged out of this place.
3: Uh... I would just be on the lookout, uh, head on a swivel, uh, just to make sure that no one is. Like, granted that the people in Hellside can be, you know, like, aggressive. I'm specifically looking for people that are aggressive towards us.
4: Ravicule has got a box of chalkies, <laughs> and he's preoccupied eating them, and he's not giving them to anybody. Except for maybe the party.
0: You're kind of making your way through some of these switchbacks, through some of the crowds. Um, I think uh, there's like a moment, uh, Refecule, you're sort of, as you're eating one of your Chalkies, you almost get the feeling of like a splitting headache for just a moment. The sun kind of glints off the waterfall at just the right angle, hits your eye, and you feel a sharp tinge of pain that sort of feels almost like a cramp in your brain which is weird because it's it's not cramping your brain. It's a muscle you've not had that uh, worked out that much, I guess. That's, that's a new sensation. <laughs> right. And it, it passes quite a bit. And you kind of like look at the Chalkies. You're not entirely sure if maybe something is, <laughs> is spiked in them or not. I don't know if that stops you from eating them. Yeah, it doesn't stop you. <laughs> and so, you know, it's moving through pretty easily, pretty uneventful. Most people here. Mind their own business. They they kind of like look at you. A lot of them will like avoid eye contact with you because they're they're kind of they people have learned not to look at the wrong person the wrong way here. Um, and I, when they're offered like food and stuff from Saruk, it kind of sur- catches a lot of them off guard. Most of them are almost like distrusting a little bit of you like what do you mean free stuff? I don't I, I don't trust you. And they, they some of them take it, but there's a lot of distrust in here. And like as you guys are making your way through this, um, after some time you get a few levels in how you kind of look back over your shoulder and you see like Saruk sort of handing out some bread stuff. And this is when you, you, your sort of suspicion has come into a full on, um, something you've noticed. So in the back, probably about like 50, 60 feet behind you, there is a cloaked figure looks pretty tall, you know, at least six foot, nice, heavy cloak over them trying to inconspicuously follow you through this place but you have noticed that they've been tailing you for quite a few uh platforms and even when you took like a switchback and doubled back in a kind of weird direction they're still following you which gives you pause
2: like you you're being followed so i think uh, he would look over his shoulder at his group after he catches glimpses of that person and He would nod his head and they would duck into whatever either public or retail space that might exist. Maybe there's a shop here in Hillside where he where the party would follow him in. And as as they turn to enter the building, he would tell them, hey, there's a cloak figure back up the way about 60 feet and then quickly walk back out, not glancing at the person. Yep. continuing to head down the steps. So we dip in there real quick and then head back out.
0: So as how sort of says this to you all, and then tries to lead you like through a little, uh, a quick way away. I need everyone to either give me a stealth check or a deception check. As you're trying to, you're basically trying to not let the person following you know that, you know, they're following you. So the group all needs to make uh, either deception or a stealth check.
1: This is one of those times I ask, does anyone have that skill feat that's like group stealth things, cries and paladin noises?
0: Follow the expert. Theoretically, is anyone an expert in stealth or deception? Not yet. Okay.
1: So I think instead what I'm going to do, because I'm going to turbo botch either of those y'all. Surik is going to stay in the store and see if uh, either they will go for the person who has isolated themselves or if they will just walk on so Surik can get behind them. Okay.
0: So you guys try to play it cool. Anita is like kind of person that's like, don't look, there's someone following us. And it is like, huh? And like looks right at it. And like, Anita, you make eye contact with the thing that's like following you guys right now. And it like looks at you and you like try to look away real quick. And like, it's not like a few steps later, you're like looking back. Anita, you can all see Anita's really terrible at this like nonchalantness. Even a can't help, but look back and sort of keep looking at what this thing is. And, you know, maybe you've, you're, you'd rather get the drop on someone that's trying to get the drop on you. I'm not sure. Essentially what happens is this thing that's following you, despite Hal's best efforts to disguise the fact is now aware that you're aware that it's aware of where you are. And it sort of gives up all sort of stealth and fall, false pretenses and throws off its cloak and the cloak shoots off its back and sort of catches the wind and, and blows out into the aradi river and you see this sort of creature oh, oh no oh underneath no. the cloak it's big eyeball within like it's like mod face and it's what like is that? it's almost like blowing it's just this creepy thing just staring at you. As it like, it it basically screams and you feel that cramp in your brain again, Refecule, and you all feel the cramp in your brain as this creature's voice just goes directly into your head and into your brains. And it says, Shoma is mine and just starts like coming at you guys at full speed. Like he's rushing you. He wants to to fight you. However, this is a chance where you guys get to make a choice, which is you look, you've got quite a distance between you and him. There's a chance here that you could make a break for it. You could run and you might be able to. It's a chasing where he's chasing you. You can give up the chase and just face him, or you can make a run for it and try to get away.
2: Where would we run to? Like, would we run
0: further deeper? You're basically running through Hellside. It's a chase through Hellside, mm-hmm. through the streets of Hellside, trying to lose him as Hellside. Throw us obstacles in your way.
2: I think Hal would grab his or put his hand on his sword and he would look to Refical and Saruk and see if they have any PTSD over getting nearly killed.
1: Saruk is just assuming a combative stance. Do I actually, real quickly, do I have the time to maybe recall knowledge about this thing?
0: Absolutely. This could definitely, oh, you don't have, this would probably just be, it's not underworld, not Shomalor, probably a religion. Yeah. Saruk's player
1: knows exactly, exactly what this is and remembers yeah. it from money e and doesn't <laughs> fucking like it. Make but, a secret check I'm and scared. then use that information oh. to say that, like, it's not a bad idea to
0: necessarily run. So, in this case, looking at this thing, it's definitely a fiendish creature of some sort, but that's the most Saruk knows.
1: Gotcha. It's,
0: it's fiend, it's like a fiend, but you're not sure. To how to place specifically what kind of fiend, or maybe it's what its capabilities are with your recall knowledge check. Unless you'd like to hero point
1: um, and try
0: again, but like I, you did not succeed, basically.
1: Hey, chat, can I have a hero point? I think I'm going to need it to cheat fucking death. Maybe I do have PTSD. Let me start oh, with one,
0: I, so we have I one. Wanna,
1: I think Saru is just going to, like... I don't know what it is, but I know it's general nature, and I'm assuming it's faster than me. It's And then Saruk gets ready to fight the thing.
4: Reffi grins as he looks at his companions not not looking to run and just drops the box of chalkies and throws the coat aside. To show hey. The pistol.
1: Hey Reffy. Hmm. You think that fucker's ever heard the phrase Eye for an eye?
4: Hmm. I don't know, <laughs> but let's show him.
1: Indeed.
0: Look at that eye, by the way, that is some eye.
1: That is some eye. It really is. Yep.
0: So So, yeah, everyone goes to uh, to get ready to, like, stand and fight. And Anita, you kind of turn and look for a second back to see if maybe there's a chance of escape. And mysteriously, the entire cliff side behind you has just grown out and the entire cliff is now blocking your path. So this thing has has basically trapped you here between it and a giant cliff. (laughs) Okay.
3: Okay, I. I try to squeeze in against, like, this wall as much as I can. I don't want to be close to this one-eyed fiend.
1: Okay,
0: okay, yeah. So, it sounds a like the consensus monster. is... Oh my god, <laughs> it's a one-eyed monster, yeah. Oh god.
3: Because I mean, we're trapped, right? Like, we can't even move out? Like, hello? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So So, we're bypassing the chase, and we're just going to fight it. That's fine. Oh, looks at Anita and is like, "The boys are
2: at it again."
3: <laughs> uh, can for I sure. like look for an exit while they're preparing? I'm just looking at this wall. Like, where? How the fuck do we get out?
0: <laughs> yeah, give me a uh, perception check to see if. Uh, give me a perception check, and we'll see.
3: Uh, perception. Uh, Anita
0: is is trying to find a way to break this giant cliff wall that is uh, coming through. Fourteen. 14 so you try to look for any way through this wall uh there doesn't appear to be anything and it's really ridiculous like how did this thing it wasn't there a second ago it just sprang up out of nowhere and so like you said you try to break it so you like literally have Wybert do like a Wybert smash or something against the wall and Wybert puts all his power into it and then you just watch as Wybert disappears what (laughs) and then all of a sudden his head sticks back out of the wall and you see his neck sticking through the illusionary wall
3: you're amazing, maze wiper. We can leave! I say. Just to put the option out there that we can still run.
1: Majagua, bring me your grace and your ferocity and is loading gun.
2: Saruk's been hanging around with Refugee a little bit too much.
1: <laughs> what can I say? I get fussy when I miss my Zumba class. This is not the music. I've used these monsters before. This is never the track I'd put on when these show up. This is fucking wild.
2: You look real close, you'll see a picture of 70 year old Pimp Willy.
1: What? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Are those... There
0: is there is some, uh, some, uh, what do you call it? Um, Easter, egg. Easter
1: eggs? Easter eggs here on this map. The second one is from, you just took that from a call and just pasted it there, didn't you?
3: Huh. Where oh, am I? Am wow, I on look. this
1: map somewhere? I think yeah so. I there's think a bunch there,
3: of so. us right here where we're this all map is also available
0: around. on our patreon. so if you're a patreon subscriber, feel free to head over to patreon.com knowledge and grab your own Hellside battle map courtesy of Rick who just yes. lost connection right as we're about to roll initiatives oh good uh,
1: we, we didn't need him not, anyway not <laughs>
0: great yeah, we don't need him. it's fine. put them on the oh, roof we'll come
1: down in the second half to save our asses <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: you guys are on this platform here. This creature's okay. two platforms behind you way up here, but it is here on the map. And it looks like it wants to come for you. So you guys Where's feel free wall? to... Where's uh, the wall? This orange square behind you.
3: Okay.
1: I feel like arbitrarily everyone remember we have a plus two for a friendly neighborhood halberd.
0: That is true. You guys already get plus two on the initiative thanks to Hal. So that's, that's the wall that's kind of jutted out. I'll roll for our buddy whose name is Gatesh.
1: That's a good name for this. 18. I'm glad
0: it's 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 uh America. Tommy approved. 19. So Rook tied with Gatesh, was that plus two already including the bonus or no?
1: It was, unfortunately. And I okay. don't have like, he's back. Rank.
3: Welcome baby. back.
0: Ruffy also had the plus two bonus yeah. Anita
4: I get a plus did... two from my way so yeah
3: oh his art is so cool though
1: yeah
4: mm-hmm. so what's these orange squigglies that's
0: the and that's the illusionary cliff that has been pulled out of the wall that's mm. blocked you that Anita has kind of gone back and and basically realized it's illusionary so you can go through it because she has revealed it which would have been the first chase obstacle you would have had to have gotten through had you ran. Our party don't run.
1: We don't learn at all. Nope.
0: I'll, I'll pop a roll for you. We'll see. Uh, you mm. got a two on the dice. It's going to be a total uh, initiative is 12, unless you want to hear a point that. But you, that puts you squarely last, which gives you time to load in, I think. That's fine. Silver linings. All right. So top of the round, Gitesh actually gets to go first. Um, tied with Saruk with the bonus, but unfortunately, monsters go first with the tie. So, um, spends two actions to basically rush through you guys. A lot, of, by the way, there's no people on the map, but there are other people in Hellside that are now, like, sort of like, kind of screaming and running for, like, cover from the fight. So, two actions to do that. And
4: then I guess it's
0: third action.
4: I have so many questions about the anatomical <laughs> viability of this creature.
1: Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I guess with this third action, it'll just close the full distance uh, and kind of position itself right here like, between the wall and Ruffy. All right, Saruk.
1: Okay, you know what it is, kids. Untap, upkeep, devise. A stratagem. I don't know if this macro is printing correctly, so I'm just gonna click I actually.
0: I have yeah. I have not updated the macro. It should be one more than that. So that seventeen. Should be a
1: seventeen theoretically. Uh, okay, so that's interesting. I think what we're gonna do is we're going to quickly read an item that I definitely know. So. Seeing that Sarut doesn't have a shot, because, you know, friend in line of fire, uh, for my second action, I'm going to draw this here, Thunderstone. And then for my third action, I would like to throw it right there. I think there is a 10-foot detonation that doesn't catch Refy, but does catch this. let's see. Shooting for a square, so I think that's a 5, I think.
0: Yeah, so I'm just trying to see it's it's just a hit and a splash, right?
1: Yeah, let me. I'll print it. Oh, it's a thunderstone. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So buttons, buttons, buttons. Who's got the buttons? That one. So I throw it, detonated in the back. If our friend could give me a DC 20 Fortitude save.
0: Right. So this is this isn't close enough for the damage, but it is for the save. Is that what you're aiming for?
1: Uh, is that how that works?
0: Because the 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 splash so the sonic damage splash damage is whatever creature or surface you hit and then the splash damage would be five feet around that so if you hit it if you hit it right above his head you could maybe hit him with the splash damage but not the the core damage so if you hit it directly you could deal the main damage it would splash onto refi a little bit but come on refi can take it
1: He's fine. He doesn't have any trauma, and he can take even more... Yeah, okay, never <laughs> mind. I won't do that at all, because that would be bad. Uh, Rather, Saruk is going to, for a second action, draw his shield. And then third action. Step... Tier. Is this a square, like, uh, that one could live in, like, here?
0: That is not. Actually, that's about 60, 70, feet above you guys. So you guys are way yep. low in health <laughs> That's way up high, so it's a very narrow surface here.
1: So then I'm just going to move like this. Yeah, I'm going to move like this to provide a line between the bad guy and Anita and set up the flight for Hal in a second. And that is my turn. I move through a certain area if it would like to do something mean to me.
0: That is a good point. It does not seem to do anything. Nice.
4: All right, that brings us to Refi. Alright, free actions to begin with. I draw my new dueling pistol.
1: Okay.
4: Second free action, I'll take a step. Okay. First action, I'd like to shoot him in the face.
1: I don't know if he has a face, it seems to be just one big fuck off (laughs) eye.
3: Right. Just looks like a mouth.
4: Uh, no, he'd be flat-footed for this strike anyway, right? So what okay. I'm actually going to do is I'm going to use... Sort a-
0: of. I don't think you're flat-footed for range strikes. That's what I'm I saying. i was going melee strike first. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I think it used to uh, be that it was, and then Paizo did an errata and took away the, mm-hmm. the range, providing flat-footed in melee range. So thanks, Paizo.
1: Yeah, jeez. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Oof.
0: Hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a miss.
1: Do it. Yeah, I'll use Use a a hero point. Five on the dice.
0: Yeah, use a hero point. Five on the dice. We're gonna do just fine with the second
4: roll. 16
0: turns into a 26. That is a hit, but not a crit.
3: Nice. Alright.
4: That's Uh, two points of damage.
0: Alright, two points of damage, which it takes the full two points of damage.
4: That was my first action. Second action, I will now shoot it in the face. So do you have something that makes it flat-footed, right? It's not flat-footed. That would be for the strike if I did shot it. This now, Got with it. a successful melee strike, it if it had an attack of opportunity, it couldn't take it with this ranged strike. Got it. There's so a lot of ins and asked to your character, I'm figuring out. Right, so I'll take a map attack with, with my pistol.
0: <laughs> Point blank range. That's a critical. critical hit as a
4: gunslinger with your new weapon. So with, uh, with my free Wolverine. hand, I'll poke it in the eye first <laughs> for two points, <laughs> of, damage, for two and points then of damage. And then I'll lift up my pistol. You ever hear a phrase? You ever hear the phrase, an eye for an eye? I already said, said
1: that.
0: It has a huge weak spot, so the bullet goes into its eye and starts rattling around. Go ahead and and roll that critical hit damage. This is the time for a good critical
4: hit, 92, not the greatest,
1: but still, 28 points of damage.
4: 28 damage. Not bad. And my third action, I will then stride away. Uh... to here.
0: Yeah, it's eye, it's singular eye seems locked on you, Rufficule, even as you come up, poke it in the eye and shoot it and gaze away. Feeling good about yourself, it's large eye seems... If I, would I have noticed that as I stepped away from it? I think as you're stepping away, you notice it, yeah. Alright, then I wouldn't move over to Annie. <laughs> I would have moved over here. I think even when the battle started, it's it sort of like, it's eye was focused on you as it like ran up and got right next to you right like it it was coming Sorry. for you run. so yeah i wouldn't go close to any then
4: i'd move out there and that's my turn all right that brings us to Annie.
3: all right first action i'm gonna draw a bottled lightning and then second action i'm gonna try and hit him with it
1: i see how it fixed me up and then give me a bunch of splash damage
3: <laughs> is there a splash <laughs> damage on it usually no, I I was reading it earlier. <laughs> it didn't say we're, anything. We're about, Hang on, what is it? Minutes. Bottle of Lightning? Yeah.
0: It does have a splash tag. Mm-hmm. So it says two, ele- uh, it says one, er- it, says, uh, it does do splash damage, right? Yeah.
3: Eh, never mind. First action, I'm going into Overdrive.
0: Most alchemical stuff seems to.
3: Yeah. First action, Overdrive. So this is me crafting check a natural oh 20 for oh, Wybert yes. now! So okay, okay, so this
0: will be the first time you can put the critical... You actually critically succeed on this. So yeah. if you put your action... Where is it? Uh, your action for Overdrive here, you should be able to drag the critical success effect to you and Wybert, which gives you your full int bonus yeah. to all damage instead yes. of half damage.
3: Awesome! Amazing! Okay, two actions to give three to Wybert. Uh, his first action would be to stride right here. And then okay. he'll hit him with his soul! Wybert's soul! Look
1: at that
3: token. <sighs> so cool. I like
2: that
0: critical effect, that's cool.
3: That is dope.
0: I need to add the same effect to Wybert so he has it. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, a natural oh, oh, yeah, Wybert! I boy. would like
3: to use a hero point because this is amazing. Right. Spend that hero point! Yes, come on, Wybert. Reroll and keep the new result. It go. 20 right, to 20. hit.
0: A 20 is a hit?
3: Alright. They would take 9 points of damage. 1, 2. I want how to get blackfooted too. So, Wybert would just take a step back right here.
4: And yeah, has got 3 right?
3: t- Yeah, I strided, attacked, and then yep. stepped. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, he takes the full damage.
3: Wait, maybe he does. He does. This dude know anything? Does he speak Common?
0: <laughs> All he's done is speak into your mind directly so far.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, like, what if he knows something about Shoma, y'all? We're just killing him.
0: <laughs> I mean, he did kind of scream in your brain that Shoma's mine, and came running at you.
3: That's true. he made
1: Look, my brain uh, muscle hurts. He gets the dead.
4: Tus told me, shoot first, talk
2: later.
3: So. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought about it. Okay. <laughs> that's character development.
2: <laughs> so Hal's going to look at these pictures and see a picture of Pimp Willie and a picture of <laughs> Tommy and a picture of Reficule and a picture oh, of Anita. Um, <laughs> and then he'll uh, well, I have my Kopesh drawn. I think it's reasonable, yeah. He will move into this position and take a strike. At this creature using his kopesh. Kopesh. Mm,
3: that's a natural
1: one. Points. Once we were. getting terrifying. Yes. Now we have. It's, bad y- at that it's time all twenties
0: or ones tonight. Well. well all right. Really five idea. on the dice for a seventeen. That is enough with the flat-footed condition to be a hit.
4: By the way, Tommy, you have an extra hero point.
0: I do. You who gave me an extra point. hero
1: point? Yeah. It was the guy who I bought chalky for. It's. Pay it off.
2: <laughs> Eight points of damage onto nice. this thing. These big hell, will take a map attack. Okay. Against this creature. Oh,
0: so close mm. to natural 20. That was 15 a will be a miss.
2: All right. Let's see what happens. Okay. Yeah,
0: that brings it to its turn. It's large sort of eye sort of turns and it like eerily fixates on Reficule and it's going to use a uh an effect it has called Cursed Gaze. Yep. Refi if you can make a will save please. or thing. I'm sure you'll do great on it. Hey you succeeded. That's Woo! a 21. 21's a success. So you even on a success, you are going to take eight points of mental damage, and you do All become right. frightened. Frightened one. All right. That's not bad. I mean, this is—it's no, it's not. There's no. It's not a. Let's see. There's there's no attack action, range attack, or manipulate action. So I don't think it triggers an opportunity attack for you. How? Yep. Just just looking at the tags for it, it doesn't. It it doesn't quite hit any of those.
1: So concentrate might though. Uh
0: no, I think concentrate just means you can't do it if you're raging.
1: Oh, fair enough. Never mind then.
0: I think it's just manipulate move and range attacks that, that trap that is not a manipulate action.
1: all right right. My one A brain is lying, TL. Never mind.
0: <laughs> so with his third action, it like it's looking at Refi and then its eye sort of like spins around and looks right at you, Saruk. As it kind of, you actually watch it, it looks like it's kind of surveying all of you. And it will then look at Saruk, target Saruk, and make a claw strike. Ooh, that was almost a 19, but that's a 17, which is a miss.
1: Mr. just slams the claw aside with his shield. That's all three actions. Alrighty, we're going to do the thing. Here goes the thing going to be a 22. 21. 22. It will be a 21, because I won't use the, uh, the thing with the oh. rune in it. However, I will take it. For one action, I'm going to draw a backpack ballista <laughs> in this motherfucker's face.
3: Okay. Would a 21 yeah.
0: hit? Uh, a
1: 21
0: will hit, as nice. a matter of fact.
3: Does the recoil of the ballista shoot you off this wall?
1: No, but it probably fucks my shoulder
3: off. <laughs>
0: So it takes uh, the seven points of damage. It gets a giant ballista arrow right into its like chest, (laughs) but uh, it's still up. Yeah, (laughs) it shoots through the chest and almost hits (laughs) Hal.
1: And here I was complaining about (laughs) splash damage. Uh, uh, Third action, it is wiser to raise the shield, and so we will. And that is me.
4: All right, Refecule. I would like to... first reload, kind of... feeling a little bit out of sorts, not like I usually do. You want to stare at me, I'll stare right back at you. And I'll try to use Intimidating (laughs) Lair.
0: That's from here, just like, (laughs) fuck you! Okay, first of all, take a hero point for that, because that's amazing. (laughs) Secondly, make your roll. Nice.
2: Whoa!
3: That's what? a natural twenty. Oh. Nice. Ooh. Damn. Guys, just because you make
0: Yay. eye for an eye puns doesn't mean you get to crit every shot. Oh yes, it does. Yes, Chris it does. and chat. Chris and chat. Roll the damage. Actually, you know what it is? It's the new weapon. New weapon. New you. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. not the attack.
1: Yeah. That was oh, for my that's
0: intimidating right. glare. It's still
1: awesome. But they're they're fighting you now.
0: So this is a demoralize, right?
4: Demoralize, right? Critical success.
0: Yeah. So it should. So you're targeting its will DC. Its will DC is is technically 22. So it's a success and it's bumped up to a crit. Yeah, it's a critical success. So this thing literally becomes frightened too as a as a as you give it a glare back.
1: Ooh, spooky.
0: All right. So we're both just scared of each other. (laughs) Are from another module I added, which is the P2 PF P. Two, oh wait pf2e slash jb2a module it's a mouthful they basically added scripted effects for all the baseline effects in the game or most of them so they went through and did like a baseline config for all these animations so the stuff you're seeing like the frying condition and all that is tied to these effects that they've added it's really cool
1: but will that tell us what the monster's favorite scary movie is
0: <laughs>
2: probably what's this the netflix series
3: lord of the, the Eye. So
4: that was that was only your first action, right? That was my first action. Second action, mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot it. Yeah, you are. You have to reload? That's what I just did. Reconters reload.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. We haven't quite switched over to the new one yet. Yeah. So your reload was a critical success. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we just roll third natural 20 in a roll, right? I mean, please, how, please, hard, please do that how exactly. hard could that be? Oh, no! go! Are you
1: kidding?
0: Boom! You earned this pathfinder. with your role play and your puns. So, please, now that you were honest about not rolling the critical damage, roll your third critical hit in a row, Ruffy Cool.
3: Damn! New weapon, new me.
0: Low damage, great, though. Yeah. That was really not bad great. damage. Yeah. Uh, Not enough to kill it, actually. But damn, it but didn't look cool time. doing it.
2: Four in a row. (laughs) One more time.
4: (laughs) I have to reload.
1: (laughs) Throw your gun.
4: Create a diversion. Yeah, so I'll reload. Reconters reload. And uh, faint. To create a diversion. You do uh, the the reload things more than once in a turn? Yeah. It's not like a press thing? No, it's fine. It's, It's just if they're immune to the effect of you demoralize, yeah, yeah. or the- For sure. Yeah, no, there's no press
0: action or anything. Yeah, you're good. Uh, press, I don't remember what it's called first. Uh, it's immune, oh, there <laughs> it is. Come on, <laughs> and...
1: There it is.
0: Yeah, luckily there's no uh, critical failure effect on demoralize, no. you don't demoralize yourself back. It's just uh, uh,
4: created a version, so. I'm reloaded, at least. That's my turn. So this was... Yeah. Reload, okay.
0: shoot, reload. Third, Three yep, actions. Yep. So we are at Anita glowing with ink with like super cyan energy just look at that token go
3: yeah it's so cool uh first action i'm going to telepathically confirm that shoma's address to this guy is this where he lives in my head <laughs> telepathically
1: <laughs> that i'm looking for him i will take that address off your dead body
3: Ooh. okay cool all right, uh, two actions <laughs> to give Wybert three. Wybert smash. Yes. And then Wybert would stride to him. Wybert smash! Okay. Bam!
0: Right, 14. Uh, 14 is going to be a miss.
3: Oh, so his map tack. Oof. Uh,
0: natural one is a critical miss.
3: Wybert doesn't know this one-eyed monster. He doesn't know (laughs) where to hit it.
4: (laughs) Wybert does not want to smash the one-eyed monster.
3: Yeah, Uh, that's it for my turn.
4: Okay,
0: Uh, that brings us to Hal.
2: Strike. In Shim. Yeah. Yep. Nice.
0: 31. Uh, that's a critical hit.
3: Woohoo!
0: 20 points of damage. Uh, yeah, he only takes 8 because that's all he had left. And how, as you drive your Kopesh through this weird creature, it sort of lets out like a hiss, uh, starts writhing around, um, and you have like a last minute to make an a awesome death blow quip or something.
2: I don't care. Well, actually, I do care. Have you ever heard the phrase, an eye for an eye?